Everyone, come tune in. It's Des Cooper, Andy Stan, on a couch, critiquing. They're the Couch Critics. Hello, friends, and welcome to Couch Critics. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Thess Kazak, and with me we have Easton Moore. Hello, guys. And Cooper Hassel. What's up? And the movie we're going to be talking about today is Parasite, um, which it was one of Easton I's favorite movies of the decade, and especially uh, from last year. And it made a historical run at the Oscars a couple weeks ago. So we're just going to sit down and talk about it. And this was also Cooper's first time uh, watching it. So and my second so, time. And I, and I think Easton's second time, too. Okay. Uh, I watched it three times. I didn't sit down and watch it again this this last week, but I've seen it three times, so I kind of know the how the whole movie goes. Because, like I said, it was one of my favorites, so I kind of I revisited expert. a lot. Parasite Not quite, expert. but big fan. So um, we're going to let's do uh, just initial thoughts and try to be as non spoilery as possible, and then let's kind of break it down into spoiler territory, like we did with Birds of Prey. Um, so I'll ask Cooper first what he thought of the film since it was his first time viewing it and you can even explain how you viewed it as well. Cause I think that's pretty, pretty important too. I viewed it through the eyes of an artist. Uh, it was pretty good. I liked it. I watched it, um, in five different increments. Four of those were on my phone, which is really cracked. Um, it must have been really two, hard to read. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> easy. Subtitles. I'll tell you that. Uh, two lunch breaks, one regular break, once while stuck breaks? in traffic. No, it was over two separate days. Oh, I'm not that bad. <laughs> they just give you two. Cooper's going on a second lunch break. <laughs> no, um, you just take normal 15 minute breaks as lunch breaks. <laughs> but. Three of those were like five minutes, so really it was two sessions. Do you think that you missed out on any of the movie because you uh, you watch it like that? Not really. Okay. I mean, so I, I would have preferred to watch it in one sitting, in one sitting on yeah. like a big TV, but yeah. I didn't like, didn't take me out of the experience or anything. That's good. That's good. One thing about this movie, uh, when I first watched it, was just the intensity of the movie, and I think... I thought maybe watching a different segments would take it out, but I'm glad that you still enjoyed it. So Easton, I didn't really you watched, get oh. to like the, the, you know, where the shit hits the fan until my mm. final, uh, form. My last okay, that, That's good. That's good. Cause I would suck to like stuff in the middle of that. Uh, no, actually I'll, when act. we start getting into spoilers, I'll tell you like right when the last time I watched it before TV was, cause it's actually kind of funny having seen it. <laughs> Okay, cool. But yeah, I just finished it like 15 minutes ago. Well, awesome. Easton watched it three times. Um, what did you think of it? Um, well, I went and saw it in theaters after hearing some good buzz. Um, thankfully, I did know that it was Korean and in subtitles. But I'm not usually the biggest fan of subtitle movies. Um, you know, Or reading in general. I, yeah, and reading in general, mainly because I watch movies so I don't have to read. So um, <laughs> you can't escape this one, though. Yeah, no, I I couldn't. But I, I've started to go to it more. Um, 
uh, one of my favorite old time movies was uh, is a movie called Thirteenth Warrior, and half the movie is in subtitles. Um, so there was kind of one there, and then uh, I watched Old Boy recently, which that one was in subtitles. So I've kind of watched a couple movies here and there, and then watched a couple animes uh, in high school and stuff that kind of warmed me into. Uh, reading subtitles while watching. So I, I still don't prefer it, but it is something You're that I've gotten used to. Um, missing a big one. So I, I was okay with it. Um, it's uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. I was going to say, that's one of my favorite movies. That's like three fourths of it, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because they're talking, yeah. they're speaking in French and German for a lot of it. French and German. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there are a couple of movies that I'm a big fan of that are subtitles, but uh, so I kind of knew that going into it. So I could, expecting i was okay with it um but yeah i went to the theater and watched it there was probably two or three other people in the theater when i watched it um i i did kind of get to it a little bit later um just because of uh they never showed it at amc's which is my main uh theater i go to yeah i had to go to uh (laughs) yeah come on give us give us a little sponsor um i think two two or three of us use amc so but so that's my main one, and I they use actually. AMC. Oh, you do? Yeah, I oh, mean, I actually for the didn't. past two movies I've seen in theaters. Oh, <laughs> Easton actually converted us to AMC. Heyo, we went to go see John Wick Three. Remember that? That's my first AMC experience. They had like the, yeah. the reclining chairs, and I was like, "Why haven't I been going here for the last couple of years?" Look, I AMC's know he's already got you two new customers. You might as well just sponsor him. <laughs> just yeah, um, just give us free A A list. That that's that's all we need for a sponsorship. That'd um, be great. And so. Uh, yeah, you really can't beat that one. We used to watch it at, uh, at Regal all the time. And then I watched one movie at AMC cause it was shown over there and, uh, a lot better experience. And then I found out about A-List and, uh, have only gone to the Warren for the lighthouse and this because, uh, AMC didn't, uh, didn't want to play these yet. So they are now How much is A-List per month. 20 bucks. Uh, yeah. 20 bucks. Wow. And for the family fun environment, you can't beat that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're not sponsored yet, Cooper. <laughs> a, you're a shill, dude. Here's a... Maybe if we just really put the sponsorship in it, we can just trick them to start paying us. And we'll just say that they lost the email that they sent us saying that uh, they were our sponsor. I'm sure <laughs> it'll not work. You. <laughs> <laughs> we try to that. say, hey, this is the one who almost uh, bought a house from some Nigerian king, okay? Whoa. Do we sponsor these guys? I can't remember. Let's just pay them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we sponsor these guys. <laughs> they wouldn't lie. Why would they lie about that? Critics don't lie. <coughs> Honest people. So, anyways, so I'll stop rambling about uh, AMC and the Warren. But yeah, I had to go to Warren to watch it. it. And uh, uh, I was I was really happy with the the whole experience. The like every all three. Of, four of the the main actors and actresses um uh, sometimes some of the some foreign films uh there's maybe one or two of the main actors or actresses that can't hold their own and i thought all four of these uh were really really good um mm-hmm. even Which even when i was having to read family? yeah yeah the no. the family um I would consider those four the main, uh, the main characters, and then the, the family that they go to uh, throughout the movie. I would consider them more secondary characters, but um, that's just my opinion. But 
Um, I thought all four of those did did a great <clears throat> job um, in both. Uh, also, how they had to kind of switch um, how their characters acted throughout the movie. I hope that's not too spoilery, but um, yeah, I just think they all did a really good job, and I was uh, walked away really happy um, mm-hmm. with their performances and. Uh, without spoiling anything. Um, I really didn't know what was going to happen next. And I was always, uh, anticipating something bad happening. Um, so it always kept me on, uh, the edge of edge of the seat. Um, kind of like uncut gems did, but not to the degree. So I liked it more. Um, uncut gems is a good movie, but I didn't enjoy it because it was so intense and just had me so on my, uh, just so so much anxiety. Whereas this one had me, Mm -hmm. um, with some anxiety, but, uh, it, it wasn't so bad that, um, it wasn't enjoyable. Um, and then I, uh, your wife could actually stand it, right? She could. Yes. She could yeah. Good, I watched good. this one in theaters by myself. And then the second watch, uh, I watched, uh, with her after we bought it. Um, and she, yeah, she really liked it too. Um, I think that's her first Korean movie as well. So I cool, thought that was cool. kind of cool, but yeah, if you're going to watch a Korean film, this is kind of the one to do, but, uh, I would say those are my general thoughts. Just, uh, the actors, the main two actors and actresses did, a really good job and it, it kept you on your toes throughout the whole movie. Cause you didn't really know what was going to happen. And sometimes in movies they can get a little predictable. And, uh, I mean, towards the end, I thought I knew it was going to happen. And then, uh, it just kind of threw a curveball, which, um, I don't think anybody was expecting in theaters. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'd say overall, obviously it's one of my favorite of last year and, uh, in the decade, I don't know if it'll stay up there. Cause sometimes, new movies come out and you're really high on them and then you watch them again a year and a half mm-hmm. later and they're not as good. But, uh, yeah, definitely enjoyed my, my experience and thought, uh, uh, everyone did a great job. Yeah. So I've watched this movie twice. I saw it. I don't know if it was opening weekend of the movie, but it was within like, I think the first two weeks of it being in theaters. Um, I was actually going to go to a small, uh, cinema in Tulsa, but it was actually sold out there. So we had to scramble to a Warren, sorry, AMC, I'm so sorry, and um, actually go watch it there. So, uh, but I thought it was great in theaters. Uh, I watched it with a group of friends, I think four of us, and we all just loved it. We loved the direction that it took. All of us were raving of it. And uh, my friend Pierce, who's in the graduate program at OK State with me, uh, said it was like, it was just a flawless movie it was a perfect movie and i i did agree with him on that just it's hard to i think find flaws in the movie because it was it's just so simple in my opinion that's what and it, it it just does that simplicity so well uh and then i loved the themes of it i loved um what like uh the cinematography the score everything was just so great it was my first bong joon ho movie too so that was, this was a good uh experience for me to watch a lot of his uh watches film so interested in watching more of his my brother's recommended snowpiercer uh okja is another one on netflix so uh and then second time i watched it i think for me personally it loses a little less flavor um and i i enjoyed it a little bit less (laughs) but in no way does that i think take away from the film but I think it's still great, still a fantastic movie, one of the best of last year in the decade. So, and as Ethan said, just great performances and acting all around. So, those are my initial thoughts of uh, when I first saw it, and then 
when I last saw it. So, yeah, this is also a movie where your first watch is probably going to be your favorite watch of the movie. Mm-hmm, um, just, just because of, uh, that anticipation of not knowing what's going to happen next, um, makes the film that much better. So when you already it's know like Rocky three, yeah, like Rocky three or any of the Rockies, Rocky five. Yeah. Even especially Rocky five, cause you don't realize how bad it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's that's a good uh that's a good thought because th- every time I've watched it since it's still good it's still performances are still great mm-hmm. uh, and I still really love the movie but knowing what's going to happen next um uh, does take away from the viewing uh just a little bit but yeah. um I thought that was a really good point cuz I wanted to say it but I I forgot to say something about that but yeah but I mean I, I don't think it takes like the suspense it, I think it drives off a lot of that and then like it's just taken away Whereas I rewatched Uncut Gems this week, and the suspense is still there uh, whenever I watched it again. So uh, just Great. I think just how suspense drives both of those two movies and how they're, I think, differently interpreted so or used in the film. So any more thoughts before we jump into spoilers? Yeah. You want to know my favorite part? Is it spoilery? No. Okay, what was your favorite part? Is it the couch like- scene? Well... Yeah, but that's in spoilers. I don't know. I meant like my favorite like thing I liked about it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked the humor. I thought it was funny. Mm, yeah, yeah. There's uh, a little a like people... jabs, like how uh, the dad smells bad. <laughs> yeah, made me giggle. A lot of people, uh, yeah. When the kid, when uh, we can talk about it in spoilers, but a lot of people did like how it bounced back from humor and drama and tragedy all really well. A lot of people really praise that. So kind of balanced a lot of those things. So Easton, any last thoughts? Yeah, I'll throw a couple in there. Um, I love the set design. Um, mm. A majority of the movie is just in this house and the house <laughs> is just a, a beauty. Um, it's, I mean, they kind of touch into it in the movie of how uh, a great architecture or yeah, uh, made it. So uh, I love the whole set there. And then um where they live, uh, the crowded area. And it just, it made you feel like you knew, uh, what they were dealing with and, uh, what they were living in. And the difference between, uh, the poor and the rich in South Korea. Uh, I think a lot of Americans don't really know, uh, what America or South Korea is like. Um, so I think they had to do, uh, like they had to make that an emphasis. They had to show you this is what South Korea looks like. So you had to, you know, put you in that setting. Like this isn't America. This isn't, you know, most of you, you know, most people who watch uh, these kind of movies are going to be American. Uh, and I guess China's a big market too. But uh, I think they did a great job of setting um, the world that you were going to be in. Uh, sometimes those get, that gets overlooked when it comes to dramas or uh, these types of movies that, you know, you're not in a made up world, you know, you're not, uh, it's not a sci-fi movie. So, uh, sometimes mm-hmm. they get kind of overlooked. Um, but I love the whole set design, um, both the house and the streets and, um, there's some, I don't want to say too much cause some of it's kind of spoilery, but I love that. Um, and then I loved how, uh, they made you want the family to, uh, prosper like they made you feel for this family, um, but they're not necessarily good people. Like they make bad decisions and they do wrong things, but you're yeah, still I was pulling. Talk about that a little later as well. 
Yeah. So I guess we can, we can kind of hold off on it and wait for specific moments, but uh, just as general, they do a good job of kind of um, playing with your moral code and what you think is right and wrong. Uh, And they're really just right there on that, uh, right on the edge, kind of playing with the audience of, are you going to pull for these people? Are you not going to pull for these people? Uh, Is what they've done uh, unforgivable or, uh, are they just doing what they need to do to survive? So um, those are a couple of things that are spoiler free that if you haven't seen it yet, that uh, it does a good job of doing. So uh, just be looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. And kind of going to your point um, about um, how South Korea looks and like the, 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 the wealth gap uh, there, I think it's also very just a big critique on capitalism in general, any capitalistic state that has those people, uh, whether they, in any economic condition there. So I think it was very um, geared towards America too, as much as South Korea. So, which I thought that's why it kind of hits home here a little bit too, but yeah, good points. So, um, well, let's jump into spoilers then. So do we want to, do we want to let people know if, if they should buy it or rent it or, or whatnot before we get spoilers or see it in theaters. Yeah, okay, well, theater. I guess Cooper's pay, already got his. Pay him out. Pay out the theater and watch it. So yeah, as far as I know, it's still <laughs> in theaters. It out, yeah, since it uh, since it no, well, it should still be in theaters since it just won the Oscars. Sometimes they put those movies back in. I know my AMC is still playing it. So oh, uh, cool. yeah, so if you are they really you can yeah they are they were playing it. Uh, wow, I went and AMC saw AMC is such an amazing theater. <laughs> what a great company! I wonder if they need anyone to to uh, say how be great their they spokesperson are. and talk to them yeah, they, talk about. Uh, how good they are and what movies are playing this weekend. Perhaps someone with a large audience. Wow, that come on, Cooper, that's kind of. I'm assuming by the time fun. this episode's out, we'll have a really that's big true. audience. You're you're a gambling man. You're like Howard Ratner. This is how I win. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. You probably you got post- another few days of it being in theaters. So if you listen to this and you haven't seen it in theaters, just. Try to get a showing in before it leaves. And if not, it should already be on. Uh, I know it's on digital already, but I think you can buy it on Blu-ray and mm-hmm. highly recommend just buying it. Um, because if you yeah, love movies at all and you like showing other people movies, this is definitely going to be a movie that you let other people borrow just because it, it's just that good. Or having people mm-hmm. come over and watch it because you want to see uh, their, you know their expressions and, and yeah reactions definitely. to the movie. So, uh, I mean, I really liked buying it and, watching it with with my wife after i had known what what happened so um and i tried to get some other friends over to watch it uh kind of fell through but um definitely a movie to to own um but if you can hit the theaters definitely go do that yeah i agree with easton hit the theaters if you haven't watched it yet um obviously there's always something special about going to movies uh in the theater so definitely watch it if not uh, buy it on digital, but I I know that the Criterion Collection, which digitally restores like really artsy and popular movies, which is like where I get a lot of with some of my movies. They're really expensive, but they come with like a lot of Bose material. They're coming out with a Parasite, um, a Parasite uh, copy, and I think that'd be really cool to get on Criterion Collection. So, but if you're just more of a digital person, definitely get it on there. But I would say maybe hold out for the Criterion Collection. Uh, copy yeah. of Parasite. If you have a spare, you know, hundred and eighty dollars for the Criterion Collection copy, you can 30. go ahead and, and go for that. Uh-huh, sure it's it is. 30. It's like a four K movie, but in Blu-ray, price wise. 
Bitch. Most of the ones I see are like they 55 are bucks or 60 yeah. bucks, and I've never even heard of it, but... Well, like Barnes and Noble, like overcharges them. Like I, I've seen them for like 45, 50 bucks and I'll go on their website. They're like 30, 25. I'm like, why are you doing Oh, that's Barnes reasonable. Yeah. You, yeah vintage, stock, vintage stock does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to be sponsoring them, I guess. Nope. Unless they give in their the, demands. Yeah. Unless they, well, unless they just come up and say, do you want to be our sponsor and give us money? I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll sell out. Desperate. Yeah. I will we'll, sell out in a heartbeat. We will sell out. We will. Mm-hmm. We will delete this part of this episode and replace it with love for Barnes and Noble and vintage stock. So, but if not, we hate you very and we don't want to. Which yeah, leads into not. my my next point. <laughs> uh, what Easton said earlier. Oh, yeah, go we're for it. Spoilers now. Yeah. Spo- spoilers now. Yeah, I thought so. we just did like a fifteen minute. Segway into we spoiler gotta, we territory. Warn the we did. We gotta warn the audience. So if you haven't so. watched it, stop now. And if you have watched it, Cooper's gonna talk now. So, uh, that's beautiful. Oh, we'll we'll talk this. about that later. That's oh. a bad like. It's <laughs> a bad intro. Okay. Yeah, you can, you can do it. Redo it. Redo it. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> the spoiler territory of Couch Critics. I I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about first? Maybe our favorite. Do we want to maybe do it from the beginning to the end, or like our favorite scenes, and do it that way? So, or and like hit some highlights up too. Let's uh, let's definitely wait to to talk about the the ending because that's probably the you know the strongest part of yeah is kind of the climax of the movie so maybe talk about some of the scenes and what happened throughout the movie leading up to that which made it uh made it as good as it is because if it was just the last 45 minutes like a 45 minute short it wouldn't be as good it it Mm -hmm. had to have the lead up that it did to to really punch that climax in so um, why don't we talk about each uh section by grouped by each viewing that I saw it since I saw it in five parts. Ooh, Perfect. Alright, yeah. Cooper. What was the first so, section that you did? The first section I saw was on my lunch break yesterday. <laughs> I saw about fifteen minutes about the first fifteen minutes. Uh basically I think I stopped right when his friend walks into their house. Oh, with a dude urinating? Yeah. 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 Uh so yeah. What did you guys think about that dude urinating? I thought it was funny when I first watched it. I liked when he, when like they're yelling at him. So yeah. I really also like um, when they were doing the, I think the pizza boxes were before this, right? Yeah. They were doing the pizza boxes and they're like, um, there was fumigation and they're like, no, keep it open. <laughs> Free fumigation. <laughs> It'll destroy so, the, uh, the roaches or something. Yeah. Just like really it'll kill the bugs. Yeah. Just, and Some trailer just, park like, boys vibes. Yeah. <laughs> In this like beautiful Korean movie, <laughs> and uh, so. and Kim just didn't even didn't even phase Kim. He was just like full on box going, making like he didn't care that he was being breathing in terrible fumes that could probably yeah. kill him. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention to you guys, I didn't watch any trailers or read any like descriptions. I had no idea what this movie was about, other than <laughs> oh. it was in Korea. That's why I texted okay. you guys. I was like, this movie's really weird. <laughs> yes, it is. Because yeah, I had zero yeah. clues. I didn't really either. I just knew it was really popular. That That's all I knew is that. Yeah, I it knew was one really popular. It was in Greece. The only uh, thing I saw about it was a trailer when I watched The Lighthouse in theaters. So, yeah. Nice. Other than that. 
I actually didn't see yeah, each other so when I like, went to see my house. Why does their life suck so bad? I was very confused. <laughs> so I really love the beginning though, because it perfectly resembles like them uh, searching for Wi-Fi. Uh, I was about to say up, that. Um, them just being very parasitic and uh, trying to get by with as, as off other others as much as they can, whether it be like free Wi-Fi, uh, free fumigation, uh, much like the bugs that are in their house. So I thought it, it sets up a really smart uh, theme that's like throughout the whole movie that everyone in the society profit who profits or uses one another in some capacity is a parasite. So I thought that was really well done in the first, uh, like 15 minutes. So I also thought I really it was funny. I like that they're trying to download WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny because I've definitely, I, I'm sure a lot of people have tried to do what they did and try to mooch off other people's Wi-Fi, and then it locks mm-hmm. and they try to find another one. So I don't know. I found that. Yeah. I found that whole opening really funny just cause, I've done it when I was in, uh, I don't know, college or, huh? Yesterday. No, not, not yesterday. (laughs) Thankfully I actually have a job now, but, uh, no, in high school I had, uh, I don't think my parents had Wi-Fi, so I would try to mooch off of some neighbors, uh, (laughs) um, to download stupid, I don't know, Facebook messenger video, like some Mm -hmm. game or whatever, because I had an iPod touch or something and wanted to play something. So, um, I thought it was really Good funny. Times. Would you yeah. guys want it? You know, what, one thing I can't figure out: where is their bathtub? Where's their bathtub? Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, the, like you in see the, the, the toilet kitchen? up there. See, I mean, yeah, you see the toilet. Would you guys want to use that toilet? By the way, would you be weird about that? Oh, I'm sure it's super weird. You had to like climb up on a. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, cool. I, th- I thought that was really funny too. Just the I design like of the whole, that whole entire house was was really funny and the fact that Kim keep on hitting his head on the shelf when he was trying to get Mm -hmm. out of his chair because they just have so little room in their in their apartment it really does a good job showing more than telling oh yeah for sure their life so uh but I can't figure out where their bathtub was like as I was watching the second time I was like where where do they shower or like bathe I'll be honest it's not something that was on my mind but that is a good point no that's probably why Mr. Kim smells bad yeah, two star movie because he because i can't find a bathtub so um any other thoughts about cooper's one of five segments no That's i all have to say i don't think so i think you ready for did, segment yeah. two did he get yeah. the rock yet or is that in segment two no that was after the uh the friend came over so he said he watched up to the friend coming over but okay 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 that was about all that happened in segment two. Segment two was a short break, so it was about 10 minutes. Um, gotcha. He gets the rock, and then they go outside, and the friend kind of explains the dealio. He says, um, mm, Yeah, I, have I like student. this girl. Mm-hmm. Emphasize that he likes her and plans on dating her. And then he, um, yeah, he's like, Can you tutor her? Because, and then he emphasizes, I don't trust anyone else but you, basically. You're the only one I trust to not fuck this up royally. And look how that turned out. Was I the only one that that was the one predictable thing of the movie was that kid was definitely going to uh, fall in love with the the girl and fuck it all up? Well, no, it because like my, I said, I had no idea what was going to happen in the movie. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't in my, uh, my thoughts when I was first watching it, but I was just really watching it. I wasn't really thinking like, oh, they're going to totally fall in love. But yeah, that is a little, like, I could see that being really predictable, but. Um, 
Mm. I figured that would be brain is Easton. Well, I didn't, I, like I said, I didn't know what the movie was really about. I figured that's where it was going to go, where this guy was uh, going to yeah. be tutoring and he was going to fall in love and that was going to be the whole, <laughs> the main, the whole yeah. uh, contention. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, cause I was like, yeah, well, a little part of it, not a, not a very I big mean, at all, happens. but just, just a small part. Uh, but yeah, I totally knew that they were going to hit it off and yeah. So um, one cool thing uh, that The Rock kind of reminded me of, like that The Rock that supposedly turns their whole entire life around, uh, is Dwayne The Rock Johnson turns his life around. Yeah, tell you that. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, but also like, do you guys uh, remember the uh, like the tales or like the stories of like the three monk the monkey paw that grant you three wishes? No, no but it looked Have like you, uh, you, it looked a lot like that? the Dragon Tales rock that made him go to the dragon tail land so the monkey <laughs> <What>? <laughs> i'm just gonna ignore that <laughs> you guys never seen dragon tails we edit have, that but... out <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna edit that out i'm gonna <laughs> easton edit that out it looks so much like the dragon tails rock so the monkey paw is a um, <laughs> is a allegorical thing that like so uh you get three wishes and the owner of the monkey paw can can grant three wishes, but then when the the paw is done granting those wishes, it curses you. And so throughout the movie, that's mm. where I feel like, especially I think in Cooper's probably fifth segment, uh, I'm assuming we're doing it into more spoilers, I guess, but uh, it curses them in the end by, you know, having it used as a weapon against Kevin. And, uh, but at first it brings fortune, it brings positivity and it brings uh, wealth to them. So I always thought it was like a, as a monkey paw object in the film. So I really, I don't know if that's just me or that's an actual interpretation that Bong Joon-ho took. Uh, I don't know if I'm just on some something, but yeah. No, man, that's, that was, that's you using your noggin. So good you. Thanks, man. That was a good I catch. I know about you. So, um, I'll always support you. Uh, the, uh, the staircase shot in that scene too is really pretty. When it, like, it's going up, I don't know. The whole f- the whole film is just really, really pretty to watch. But there's some shots in there that just kind of remind me of like, oh, that's really, it's really beautiful. So, um, any other thoughts for Cooper's second segment? <laughs> no, it was pretty short. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. But, but my did, third segment. Well, oh no, I did like oh. the Rock though. I I liked how it was just a solid figure that was like the foundation of of everything, or it made you seem like, feel like it was the foundation of everything even though you knew it was just a rock like um should have won an oscar it's not the just rock. the boulder yeah the, the rock from the the boulder walking phoenix i don't know it's toss up the the boulder was pretty solid you're assuming that's a male rock foolish you Easton. just missed my whole entire rock bond but okay all right let's leave a few couple <laughs> seconds of silence for our viewers to laugh at that hilarious joke all right, moving on to my third segment. This one was when I watched for about an hour. It oh, was man. from oh, sweet. when he starts tutoring to when someone rings the doorbell when they're all getting drunk in their house together. Oh, damn. So, kind of where the plot starts to. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a hell of a lunch break. Yeah, I didn't eat because I had a big breakfast. What'd you second have? lunch in two days, so first lunch of the day, yes. What would you have for breakfast? 
I had uh, two sausage patties, two sausage links, and a fuck ton of cheesy eggs and a chocolate milk. So I skipped lunch because my uh, breakfast was like a thousand calories. You like sausage, dude? Yeah. No, it's just a new place that I started working at has breakfast and. uh, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. They feed you breakfast. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was good enough that I skipped you lunch. Ate calories. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was really good. So overall, I would say the heart of this podcast <laughs> is uh, eat breakfast if you can, so that you can watch movies during lunch. That's there you have it. And when you do it, that's, that's you the will... third act right there. That's the third segment. We just move on to the next one. Yeah, and I think that's really what Bong Jung Hu was trying to get us to feel by the eat end of the film. breakfast. Eat more breakfast. So, um, so this has there's a lot to break down in this third segment, kind of. So obviously this is like where the, st- the plot starts to like get into its groove. Um, Kevin uh, infiltrates, uh, not infiltrates. He becomes the tutor, and then one thing leads to another. Uh, they find out that the wife is very. It's uh, a good word for it. Gullible. I'll say it, stupid. Gullible. Gullible. Stupid. I think gullible. Um, she just believes one it. of the. So his friend uses a word to describe. Her. I forget what it is, simple. but it's something like naive it, or simple. Maybe yeah. I think it's simple. And it's. It's a good. It's word a good though. word to describe her. Yeah. So shout outs yeah. to the friend. Yeah, yeah and the first time Kevin shows up, Kevin um, she's supposed to be introduced, <laughs> and she's asleep outside, and can't be woke up, which I thought was kind of setting you to her character of just not really knowing what's going on around her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she believes that she needs to hire an art therapist. One thing I really liked about this, uh, this segment that Cooper watched, is that it really shows you the class distinction of the two. I mean, like, it, uh, it's a literal visual metaphor for them being in the slums to him walking up some somewhere to get higher up. Uh, into the ri- the richer and better part of society, so it's like a literal visual interpretation of their economic status, uh, which I thought was really cool. But yeah, to Easton's point, it's also like she doesn't know what's going on. Uh, she's very maybe careless as a as a housekeeper, um, and everything everyone kind of just does everything for her. She didn't really need to do, need to do anything. Um, so yeah, and yeah. this is also where the whole entire morality of the story really. Uh, heats up um because you know him getting a tutor job even though he's not really a tutor that's like he doesn't have a degree um like of course it's lying and it's it's wasn't a good thing for them to do but you understand his position and understand that he needs to seize the opportunity that he has and mm-hmm. saying that he is qualified you know being smart enough qualified to do the job you didn't feel like he was too big of a moral stretch but then um and even the the art tutor thing that was a little bit more of a stretch um, <laughs> because she had we'll no say. idea what was yeah she it was a complete lie she had no idea what she was doing and it was just um, yeah it was just a lie uh, mm-hmm. yeah just another way to make money but then uh, in the same act you get uh, them getting the driver fired and then the housemaid fired who had been there for um, since the first owner. Yeah, a a really really yeah. long time. So, it's uh, um each new hire is morally exactly worse. I don't know a word for that. <laughs> it's a worse <laughs> act than the previous. 
Mm-hmm. The first yeah. one is kind of like, well, this kid can still speak English and he's going to actually tutor. So that's cool. And then the second one is like, okay, well, it's an art tutor. So that's complete bullshit, but at least she's not hurting anyone. And then the third one is like, well, he got a kid fired, but, and then he even says later, like, oh, he's fine. Like he's a young kid. He probably yeah. got a better job. And then the yeah, last one is just, just a, is rough. They're <laughs> yeah. They're justifying their, um, their actions. They're like, yeah, they probably just got better jobs. Like they're fine. We're the ones who needed it, you know, like, and I think yeah. it's very poignant to human nature is that we're always justifying our wrong actions yeah. in light of like our, uh, you know situation we screw people over so because of our situation so and so you felt bad for them because you felt like they were um like uh, like good people that were just uh in a bad situation and you were happy that they were finally getting their needs met and then it just slowly starts creeping in that maybe they're not you know good moral people and they're doing some wrong things but you're still like i was still pulling for them to do good you know i didn't want everything to slam in them face in their face and then go back to being poor i wanted things to work out for him even though i you know i knew they weren't doing the right thing after getting people fired um so i think it did a good job of kind of doing that internal struggle of you know do these people need it and also is what they're doing bad enough to you know yeah justify the reactions if they get if they get caught and it's also like uh maybe like how much should they be blamed because of their situation versus like, are they actually doing wrong? Should they be punished for it? And things like that. So yeah, know, the, sure. moral, the moral greatness of the of the movies is uh, definitely a big topic. In yeah. So. And definitely like that whole entire aspect of it. And that's what made the ending. Uh, like I said, the whole entire buildup of this movie really helps the climax. So I think that was one of the most important things of this act was um, teetering that moral uh, moral balance and. And are these people mm-hmm. good or bad? Yeah. And then um, the them getting drunk, that part, I think is very important. There's one thing uh, in my review after I watched it for the second time. I noticed this really particular line that's uh, so the mom is like when they're going on a camping trip, they're getting drunk in the living room. And she's like, you know, if I had all this stuff, I would be nice. I'd be nicer than these people. Uh, these people are. And I don't know if you guys remember that line or not. But yeah, I, I did. Yeah, she pushes it was away an hour and a half ago, but yeah, I remember. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But uh, she, she, like, pushes the dog away and, like, hurts it. And, you know, her actions that has been led up to this point haven't really shown that she has been, a, like, a nice or good or decent person. If anything, she's been a bad and terrible person. So just, again, that just fishing it. I thought that was a really smart, smart line to um to put in the movie so i agree but i actually noticed a different line that stood out to me was um i guess it came i noticed it more later but uh what's the main character's name kevin yeah kim he's oh kevin sorry his sister like fits in he talks about like how she would fit in well yeah Mm -hmm. and later in the movie he's wondering if he would fit in well so it kind of just shows that, like, that's what he thinks about around these people. Uh, everyone else is sort of like, if we were rich, as if it's like a fantasy, it could never happen. Whereas he is, like, wondering if they'll get rich. Yeah. And then again, later he talks about, I have to go downstairs and talk to these people. And then 
obviously the last monologue is him talking about he's going to try and get rich. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff shows he's a little bit more ambitious. One other thing about this part I was going to say is that they do they show a really good job at showing how the rich family is um, parasites in themselves, too. Like, they don't do anything throughout the whole movie. The mom doesn't cook or clean or take care of the house. She's a housekeeper, and she doesn't really pay attention to her kid, her children outside of, like, Kevin and her and his sister both take care of the kids more than she does, and so does the housekeeper. Uh, the, the husband, the dad, um, sits at his job and doesn't do anything. Like, they show him, I don't know, checking models, and that's it. And just and then he leaves to go drive. Yeah, and then they like reap the benefits of the people's hard work. So it just shows you like within a class system like this, just everyone's a parasite to something or to somebody yeah. else. So I thought that was really smart as well in this is that it's not only these poor people who are profiting and off off the globalness of these rich people, but the rich themselves are also profiting off the hard work of people beneath and lower than them. Yeah, I also other thoughts. Yeah, oh, sorry, Ethan. No, you're good. I thought it was really interesting that uh, it showed in this scene that um, they weren't done. They had achieved their goal of getting their whole entire family integrated in this uh, family's lives and getting paid for it. So they were making a lot of money. They showed them going out and eating and uh, like they were doing really well with mm-hmm. the money they had. Um, but their goals weren't done. They wanted Kevin to get married to the daughter. And then, you know, inherit all of this. Like they yeah. weren't, they weren't done with, they weren't content with just having money and being able to survive. Mm-hmm. They wanted more from it. Um, and they were willing to go to whatever lengths possible. I mean, marrying one of them and, you know, and them all being a family and being together and, uh, but still being separate because you still have to put on this act. Um, yeah. And I also really liked, I think this was in the same spot, how they were rehearsing lines to, mm-hmm. um, to tell stories, uh, to They're get like, the other people emotion, fired. Dad. Yeah, You're exactly. Into it, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that was really interesting. Just like, it wasn't a big part of the movie, but I thought it was really just a little cool addition from, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Bon Joon Ho that just made each character just a little bit better. Um, having them act out how to, um, you know, really sell, uh, them not knowing each other and uh, trying not to overstep their boundaries, but still overstepping their boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts? No, we can definitely go. At least I can go Cooper, to the next spot. What was your fourth segment? Four segments where shit hits the fan. Oh, yeah. So, uh, That's an understatement. Oh, yeah. I didn't tell you guys that cut off. Like, literally, I realized I had to get back from lunch as the doorbell rang. Oh, it's so good, though. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I wish you could well, just you, pick it up from this all the way to the end. But that was still just such a perfect yeah, spot nice. to end. Yeah, that was a really good end. I mean, good stopping section because you think yeah. it's the family and you're like, oh, shoot. Oh, crap. Yeah. And then you're but relieved for 30 seconds. Yeah. So. Um, so the fourth segment, I was stuck in traffic and I watched it on my phone, which I do not endorse, <laughs> uh, was you from because all that a- AMC sponsorship now. Yeah. I'm going to get, uh, 
fucking uh, me too or whatever. So anyway, it's uh, whenever they ring the doorbell to her getting kicked down the stairs <laughs> was what I watched. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. It was about 20 minutes. Yeah. And probably... That happens in that time. Yeah. I was going to say, it's probably like the most packed 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't and know, man. So, it, it stays pretty packed after that. That's true. For so, an extra like maybe 15 minutes until after... Uh, the whole party scene's over. I would say that's the that whole thing is packed from the start to finish. So, um, yeah, this scene was super te- intense for me when I was watching in the theater for the first time. Um, I just love when they get the call that the the family's coming back from their camping trip. They just shove all the trash like underneath the the couch and everything, yeah. and then, like they scramble. And that that ramen looked really good, by the way. You guys want to, like, that looks so Yeah, good. it's like beefy ramen or something. Yeah. Yeah, that looks really good. I wanted to eat some of that. By yeah, yeah, I think uh, just the, probably my favorite part of the movie was the mom talking to the former maid, just for that, like, two minutes. Because it's, like, kind of brings you back for a second, makes you remember, oh, yeah, these are kind of terrible people. Mm-hmm. And, uh the former maid is actually like a, a struggling person who did bend the rules because she had to, in a very understandable way, her husband like had a restaurant and now he's on the run because it didn't go well. And so she's hiding him there and he eats like every three days and (laughs) just a really terrible situation. And like they put her in a worse situation. They're kind of like being with their, their demons or like their consequences. Yeah. uh, Because of that maid. I mean, also um, just that whole entire figuring out there was a downstairs and all of that it almost for me in the theater i felt like it was about to turn to a horror movie i mean yeah just i mean just yeah. for a couple seconds you just see this layer downstairs and it's dark and for a couple seconds i was like wh- where is this gonna go like how dark is this gonna get and it turned out yeah, not being she's crazy yelling, she's yeah. yelling well <laughs> she's yelling like honey or something and mm-hmm. i couldn't tell if she's gonna go pick up like his ashes or if she's crazy i did not expect there to be a living human down there yeah yeah you had no idea what was going to happen yeah i really just liked how you there was no you know giveaway throughout the whole movie that could have um give you even a hint of an idea that there was somebody else living in that house um and towards the end of the movie it just throws that wrench in there um and of course really took off from there but just for that couple seconds, I was like, you know, everything that I thought this movie is was headed is now not mm-hmm. like it's just completely flipped the whole movie upside down um, and really didn't know anywhere near the direction of, of where the movie is going to go. And, you know, being an hour and what a half into the movie is, I think, pretty darn special if you can if you can really do that and make it work, you know, the other 40 minutes. But um I just want to kind of highlight that moment because for me, that was just the pinnacle moment of, you know, what's, what is, what is this even, what's this movie going to be? So. Yeah. What do you guys think he does all day down there? I get bored. It says he reads. um, Vibes. Yeah. vibes. Uh, I mean, he, he had like a lot of books down there and I don't think, I think he had music or something and not a whole lot to do, but did have condoms uh, with holes in them. 
Mm-hmm. We knew what those mm-hmm. were for. Uh, Showing, not telling. That's what yeah. that did. So word. Um. Yeah, this is actually where my only complaint in the movie comes from. Is that no bathtub knowing... either? Yeah, I can look <laughs> past that though. But um, is like I don't know. I find that it's highly improbable that there wouldn't be a blueprint of the basement. Like it works for the movie, and I'm willing to accept it. But it just like. She just says in a passing glance, like he was too embarrassed to tell them that there was a basement down here, so he didn't. I, I don't know. It just like it worked for the movie, and it was really suspenseful and crazy. But in my second, I was like, "What? Why would he be embarrassed about having a basement?" That they yeah, know I can about. see what wouldn't you mean. That be helpful? Wouldn't that be helpful for that family in case people could come and attack them? I kind of, I, I didn't think that was weird. I saw it as like a. Kind of like because the whole movie is talking about image and class and stuff. I saw it as like a rich guy is doesn't want to admit that he is scared of anything. I know that's kind of a big thing in like Korea and Asian culture. Yeah, maybe. Is like, I don't know. So even, yeah, it would be smart to just be like, oh, by the way, if North Korea bombs us, there's the safety shelter. The way that it was phrased, I kind of got it as like he was just too prideful to admit that he had a backup plan or was afraid of anyone. Yeah. But like, I don't know if you really like, if you want to get into specifics, like you have a blueprint of the house. I'm not trying to like knock on the movie, but it just kind of threw me out for a second. I was like, what? But I mean, I accepted it for the movie and I thought it was still like a really great scene and a great twist to the movie. But my second viewing, I was like, huh? Yeah. I just kind of took it as, um, he didn't want to be seen as like a lunatic for having this safe thing. Um, having a whole entire basement because he was afraid of an apocalypse or getting bombed or anything like that, which in America probably, you know, a lot of different places have, but uh, I just took Thank it as in Korea. Me. It wasn't a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't really think much from. of it. You're actually in your so, basement right now. Yeah. But also I could see them not like finding a blueprint or something because like you said, they're so kind of lazy and they kind of just don't care about stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, they just bought it because it was a rich house from a architect. They didn't probably even look at it. They probably just saw an ad for it and bought it, you know, or had a re- realtor come show it to them. And they just bought it off the. We need a prequel. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, sure. Larva. Also, what I like is when they're talking about what they use larva. the house for. Yeah, and the larva, and what they use the house for. Um, the old maid and her husband. Talk about like in the few seconds of freedom that they get there, they're like standing in um, the sun, appreciating Mm -hmm. like the beauty of the house. Yeah. Versus the family gets drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, even the rich people too don't really appreciate the the beauty and the love that's in that that craft in the house. But yeah, the the new, the poorer family, the Kims, I think, like Mr. Kim is at least the. Mr. Kim. So. um, It's from Always Sunny. For their last names. But the dad I know is, is Kim. Mr. Kim. So isn't Kim? Uh, that might be their fake his fake name though. Now that I think about it, I know his name Why is his fake name. So I don't. I, so he's not related to Kevin, maybe. Yeah, they had. They all had. They all had fake names when they were in the house. Oh. Okay, I was thinking. Okay, that dad. I was thinking of yeah, the yeah. other one. 
Yeah, Mr. Park is the... Uh, Mr. Park, Park's. yeah. Park is the rich family. So, the Park gotcha. family. Um, but yeah, this is this is where, like, the the plot really unfolds and unravels. And uh, so I, th- I was also, like, really surprised and just like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen when I was in the theater? So, um, and then there's that guy down there. So, uh, so you only watch from the doorbell to to when she gets kicked down the stairs. Okay, so then the family, the Park family, comes says they're on the way in like seven minutes, so they're scrambling. And then uh, yeah, and you're like, yeah. shit. Yeah, I think that was everyone's thought. I was so, I was like on the edge of my seat when I was watching this. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get caught. All this yeah. stuff's happening at once. This is where it got to the anxiety levels of uncut gems, but it was only like <laughs> 10 minutes, not two and a half hours. So it definitely was uh, pretty suspenseful Hard at this part. disagree. But yes, it was dispenseful. <laughs> or suspenseful, sorry. You don't think it was had as much anxiety as... No, not by a mile. <laughs> I'd I say put it... Can. I'd say this this little section got up to that level but not okay. as you know not, not it's not as drawn out it's just this one spot of the family rushing back and they're fighting over this photo that shows that they're all living there and one of them probably just got killed as they got kicked down the yeah, yeah. They get grabbed yeah and they're hiding underneath a table and her bed and yeah there's people all over the place I love when um, they're hiding on a table and they're like it smells like Mr. Kim in here yeah but they don't do anything about it. I don't know. Yeah, that was weird how they just just kind of like, wow, now even our house is smelling like him. Um, well, then they started banging. And, yeah, and then well, they started doing their thing. Like and, and the family's just there and they can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. GG. That made me think of uh, George Michael Bluth. For <laughs> some reason, that made me think of something. Not even that specifically, but just like a situation he would be in. <laughs> I wish there's. I hope there's an American remake, and Michael Sarah is Kevin. <laughs> or it's the exact same, except he's added as Kevin, and everyone else is no as on. as George Michael Bluth. It's canon. It's canon. So. So anything yeah. else to say about Act Four? No, we. I think we can go ahead and throw it to the the final act. The final act. The fifth part, as it was intended to be seen. <laughs> the Cooper final Was act. from where you're wondering if he just murdered that woman to the end of the movie. Okay. So we have the monsoon, which is the big rain, that I really love the dichotomy between the the rich, how they take the rain, and mm-hmm. like how the poor or the, uh, the parks take it, and then the other family takes it. Um, like it ruins their house. It ruins their lives. Basically they just sleep in a gym. They get like these used clothes and the rich people are like, Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Like we need to have a party and the rain yeah. blesses us and all this stuff. Uh, uh, Mr. Kim gives Kevin a speech about like why plans don't matter because mm-hmm. if you have a plan, this is what happens. And then the, the naive mom, I forget her name, but she's on the phone with one of her friends and she says something like, yeah, we didn't plan on this rain happening, so we're having this party. I caught that too. It was like, it kind of shows like, well, the difference between a good and a bad day is just like money sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many people were affected by that rain? Like it wasn't like 
Oh man, they forgot to close their windows. So because of that, it's just them who are out of a house. No, there was a whole entire stadium filled of people. Um, Yeah. A scene that I forgot to mention earlier, and I actually don't remember which section it was. Maybe that's why I forgot. But the section where there's another peeing man outside their door and Kevin (laughs) goes out and fights him and Kevin or and then Kim goes and tries to help him and throws the water and hits Kevin instead of the drunk guy. I thought that was that's an act really. Okay, I thought that was a really fun little (laughs) Cooper's cut. I thought that was a fun little piece of humor that they threw in there that kind of developed the characters because earlier he wasn't willing to go out and say anything and then now he was. He had a little bit more confidence, but they're all still stupid and don't know how to do anything. So that was just a little fun scene that I kind of liked and liked the little slow-mo and and all that. But sorry, we can go back to the final act. And then, yeah, so the party and they have a party and they after like their worst night of their life and like them destroying having all their property destroyed they have to like go work for this family and <laughs> how in the world did really... they get clean clothes after that that was the one that thing that a I giant pile yeah but they actually looked presentable and how did they not smell like sewage water and that was something I didn't get because yeah they looked I, I know there was that pile but it's their clothes not looked too good to out. come out of that pile yeah, they might have taken the water probably cleaned them. Yeah. <laughs> Lorraine. The the thing that they just said was Even sewage water. This is mostly sewage water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the toilet gets, exploding like, electrocuted. too. Yeah, that was to- that was gross. And the uh daughter uh just grabbing it. a poop filled cigarette and smoking it. I thought that was funny. Mm. Oh yeah. So Reminds and then they had the party. I love how deranged the uh, the guy looks because he's been hitting the lights all night. <laughs> um, the, uh, the the old maid's his face husband, is covered yeah. in blood. His face is covered in blood. He looks just deranged because his wife just died in front of him and he couldn't do anything about it. And his eyes are like bulging out of his. And he hits Kevin with the with the rock. He's going out there for blood, man. Yeah, that was gnarly. How did he get out? Though? How did he get out again? I'm actually. Like Kevin went he, down there to give him food. Kevin wanted to go give him food because he felt bad. No, I meant uh, he was duck, like. Oh, she she nodded off of him at least enough for him to rip off rip it off. Hmm. That was like her last act that she could do before she died of concussion or brain injury. Okay. Or broken. I thought heart. she died before she she was able to do it, but I guess that would make make sense because she was. Said her head hurt and everything was dizzy and spinning, and then she got to him and she looked like she was basically dead at that point. Just or at least going to be knocked that head out. Hurt, when, that, when that head hit and you hear that sound, I was like, that, Yeah, that thud. Yeah. yeah. I thought she was like dead and like she's supposed to be dead. I didn't think it yeah. was like, Oh, is she still alive? I thought the movie wanted you to know she was dead because yeah. <laughs> she hit the shit out of that thing. But I also yeah. thought that when. Kevin you know, got Kevin's hit. head was bashed in twice. Like, with yeah, the first yeah. time it would have been showed like him throwing it. Yeah. I love that. He like threw it and then he just chugs a bunch of like plum juice and then just yeah. goes on a rampage. <laughs> like what a way to go out. We've all been there. Yeah. Even on our worst days, we just chug a bunch of plum juice and <laughs> go it kill happens. a bunch of rich people. Uh, sure. You still act like you haven't done it. Uh, sh- 
We need to get this AMC sponsorship, okay? Tales. Stop. Yeah. Sorry, AMC. We love well, rich people. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. Okay, good. Um, yeah, obviously this final act was just phenomenal from uh, the doorbell till the end. Um, the guy getting out, and uh, I loved how they um, set that up with the ghost. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, I guess the, so. I guess they did give kind of one hint to something being in the house because he saw a ghost, and um, but obviously I did not see that being it. But uh, once you see the guy downstairs and um, the kid faints, they don't reveal that until after you know about him. No, they reveal they just it. Say to, that they, they reveal say that it. something tragic happened in first grade, but they don't show it was a ghost until. Um, oh, I. I thought she had After. said it was he had seen a ghost. She says something happened and then she says it was a ghost when her and I think the maid uh the mom of the Mom maid. Mom maid as is um eating the ramen with her. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's like right after you meet that character. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. So um yeah, so he, yeah, he's t- setting that up I thought was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. with something tragic happening. And then, of course, uh, when the kid faints, you have the whole entire uh, them yelling at Kim to, to drive him to the hospital while uh, his, his daughter, which they don't know is his daughter, but someone was literally just stabbed and there's, you know, still a deranged man there. And uh, he's trying to kill the, the mom maid. Yeah. Yeah, because he stabs the, the daughter. Yeah, right in the heart. Yeah. And then uh, he, I like when he's like, Mr. Park. And the guy's like, who are you? Because <laughs> he has the yeah. idea that he's been living in his basement for like four years. Yeah. And then he says, something yeah. about, he says like, I love you or um, respect or something like that as he's like dying. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then the dad kills Mr. Park. And then he runs. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Am I the only one who thought that uh, he did that solely because he had been making fun of Kim uh, without Kim knowing? Yes. Okay. I did not get that vibe. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, you were the only one that thought that. I didn't. You mean because he said that he smells? Yeah, because he felt like he was looking down on him um, just because he couldn't, like he didn't have enough money to wash his clothes right or he didn't smell right and it wasn't his fault and so he felt like this guy was like making fun of him and bullying him well, I mean obviously behind his back um, but I think that just he says later in the movie that he doesn't know why he did it but um, yeah, I thought I, the, that was kind of wise because he just had this moment of rage because mm-hmm. um, it kind of like stacked up um, yeah, it's stacked up because he, this guy had been making fun of him. And then he's asking for these keys when he's holding his daughter, like his dying daughter. Um, and so I think he just has that little one moment of blackout rage and, and kills him. But uh, I just saw it as when he was saying earlier, don't have a plan. I just saw it as like something mm-hmm. random. He just instinct took over and he, and maybe a little bit of what you're saying too. Yeah. Like eat the rich. Yeah. It was probably like a metaphor for class warfare. Eat the rich, murder them. And it's crazy how they would, like, 
a lot wouldn't have happened to him if he didn't do that. Like they would have been kicked out obviously. And, um, like that would have been it. Like they would have probably got some small crime for, for forging documents or something, but nothing major. Yeah. Yeah, You know, probation for fraud and other stuff, but trespassing. So Mm -hmm. some pretty small stuff, but since he decided to go off and, and kill this man, yeah. Murder him. He had to go in hiding. And, you know, of course that little last act and, um, has to be away from his family and almost starved to death and all of that just because he had a um, blackout moment of rage. Like sneaking around in the during the monologue that he was giving. Yeah. When they showed him like sneaking around the new house or the house went up with, of the new owners. I, thought, I always thought that was kind of funny. Him just like eating, eating a lot of like food out of the fridge. Making so. fun of Americans. Yeah. Germans. It was Germans. Oh, I they thought they said sausage and beer. No, it was, it was Germans. But they came from America? I think so. Okay, okay. I just, I, I remember German. them saying they came from America, but yeah. Cooper they knows more than I do. Because they said something about Germans only mind. eating sausage and beer, and he's glad that they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then you have the monologue of uh, the dad explaining, you know, his actions or lack of plan. And then son replies and just says he's going to make a lot of money to buy the house eventually. So, and I always interpreted that as like the, the bootstrap mentality and just how I think we make plans or we make, or we make like these, uh, these big goals and desires to like take care of our family, especially coming from like a, uh, I think a poor or less economically rich home that we have these plans to like take care of our, uh, our own, including our parents. So I always thought it was like that, that metaphor and like working hard to get money to, uh, get, uh, our family members out of our the economic prison that that they're contained in, which is shown by the the prison that Mister Kim is or the dad is is in. So that's always that's always how I always read it. So word, wow, I missed that. Sorry, right. you are correct. I, I, I don't know. It's just something I didn't pick up on, but I agree. Now that you mentioned yeah. it, yeah. So, and I love the, uh, the last, the first and last shot are like the same exact thing. I always love that. Like, uh, how just the, the, uh, right back into it almost. So they're back into there where they started basically. So what'd you guys yeah. think of the, la- of the last, the last bit? Sorry, I kind of went on a tangent there, but. You're good. Uh, I liked it. It was kind of like predictable i think that the dad was going to be hiding in the uh storage basement yeah. thing mm-hmm. but i don't know it was, it was fine <laughs> this whole movie i kind of i don't want to say i was disappointed by but i was i did like you said it was simple in some ways and mm-hmm. i kind of was expecting it to be this mind-blowing thing i also watched it in five parts four of them on a cracked phone but <laughs> I thought it was just a fun, not a fun, but like a good, solid movie. Yeah, definitely. I saw it as like a much better like Knives Out kind of. Just I enjoyed it a lot, but I didn't think like there were deep themes, but it didn't really like blow my mind ever. I'd probably mm-hmm. give it like four stars. Maybe yeah. four Hey, we're not there yet. Stop it. Spoilers. It, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, um... I like the yeah, whole last little part, and I liked how they gave Kevin that little um, 
little bit at the very end, um, his plans of, you know, him finding out where his dad is and a plan to, to do it the right way and, um, get rich doing the right thing and, and buying the house. Now who knows if that's actually going to happen, but you know, uh, I would like to say that was foreshadowing to him doing the right thing and, uh, getting the house the proper way and, and reuniting with his dad. But, uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Yeah. In a, in a nice sweet way of ending after a extremely, uh, dramatic and suspenseful last 40 minutes. I thought it was a nice calm way to kind of, wrap up the movie definitely so um yeah definitely so those characters the song just gonna say it right now oh you don't know what'd you say i said best character is the song is that the is that kevin no it's the the little boy oh (laughs) kid you oh yeah i just like his name the song song. name my first kid that we have Ryan yeah. Bryan <laughs> and now Desong Kazak. Those are my two male hairs. Hell yeah. <laughs> and Cooper. All right. So if we have nothing else, I think we should say what we're going to rate it and maybe a little bit of why. So Easton, what, what would you rate it? Uh, Well, I've already had this rate for a while, but uh, I give it a five stars for sure. Um, enjoyable mm-hmm. from start to finish, unpredictable. Um, as far as I know, it was an original screenplay. So, uh, I'm, cause I'm pretty sure it won original screenplay. So, um, happy with, uh, getting to see something new and refreshing and, uh, maybe not refreshing, but new, um, mm-hmm. something I just wasn't expecting when I walked into the theater and, uh, came out fully surprised. And, um, so I don't really have anything to knock on the movie. I mean, there's a couple things that are, uh, I don't know if, you know, are a hundred percent real, like what actually happened, but, um, I don't consider that really a knock on grade wise. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I think it's pretty rewatchable, uh, which is kind of surprising with, um, it kind of hinging on not knowing what's going to happen next, uh, just because, um, there are a lot of fun segments or sections of the movie. And then every time when you're uh, going to hit that last 40 minutes, you may be ready for it, but it's still um, really cool to see how it all unfolds um, when you see it again. So mm-hmm. obviously it's not as great cause you kind of know what's happening, but uh, isn't a bad rewatch. So yeah. yeah, I have to, I have to give it a five stars and uh, we'll see how it, uh, how it holds up in the next five to 10 years um, when I come back to it. But uh, for now it's, I would definitely say it's a five. Cooper, what about you? I know you kind of spoil it, but four, just a four stars. Yeah. I liked it. You liked it. Okay. And then kind of because it was maybe too simplistic, it's not really mind blowing. So, well, I don't, I don't know. Would have been five not, stars. I just if, feel like it was uh, if, if Kevin got hit in the head a third time with the rock. Yeah, at least be four and a half. Okay, or like he just like got skull bashed in and like still survived Indian though. Style with the rock, but still survived. Like he's. he's I don't fine. know. Like a four is a great score. I don't. I'm not yeah. in any way no, knocking no, no. it. It just it won like it broke like Oscar records and stuff. And I watched a movie that I liked better earlier this week. So. From mm-hmm. 2019. So Which I, one was that? 
I'll tell you in our next segment that this will reveal after he okay, gives his mind. score. Dum, bum, bum. So dun, dun, dun. I'm actually so first presented time I by AMC. It, first time I watched it, I gave it five, but I think I'm gonna knock it down to four, four and a half because I think it lines on, uh, relies on a little too much suspense uh, for multiple rewatches. Um, and if if you know what's gonna happen, at least for me, it kind of like threw me out of the movie. I wasn't really like caring. Uh, I still think it has deep themes. Uh, that are some of some are on the nose, some aren't, and uh, so, and I think just some little little things like that just knock it down to about a four, four and a half. Which four for me is a great movie. Four and a half is amazing. So it's definitely right up there with some of my some of my higher higher roles. So I think it probably a solid four, four and a half. But I think first viewing for me definitely was a five. So that that's that's me. That's who I am. So. Sweet. I like it. And I, I like, like you. Um, so other than Parasite, what other movies did you guys watch this week? Maybe give like a quick recap of your That's movie the new watching segment. experience. New segment alert. A new segment. New, new segment. segment alert. So for me personally, uh, I'll start actually since it's my, my new segment, I guess. Um, I watched, I rewatched Uncut Gems, which is one of my favorite films uh, from last year. And I think probably... Uh, I think I think I put it in top twenty of my of all time for me. I know it's a little recency recency bias, but I just love it. Uh, I love Adam Sandler in it. I love it's a rewatchable movie for me. I watched all the Mission Impossibles. That was pretty cool. Um, Which one did you like more? Uncut Gems of the Mission Impossibles. Yeah. Uh, Uncut Gems just barely. I watched Lady Bird and uh, Black Klansman. So. Those are some of my highlights. So, what did you Lansman. watch? Oh, Black Lansman was great. I really liked it. Nice. I really want to see it. Yeah. De- uh, Topher Grace, you made fun of me when I texted you it, but Topher Grace plays David Duke, who's the leader of the KKK. It's just really funny to see uh, Venom slash Eric Foreman play a racist <laughs> In leader. order of notable <laughs> performances, Venom slash Eric. Ven- Venom. I love that he... I love that Tobey Maguire was like a wussy and they're like who's the only wussier guy in hollywood that we can get to play venom and they've decided to get topher grace <laughs> that's how i always thought that, yeah. that he landed that role so um Cooper, what movies did you, have you seen this week i also watched on cut gems and i thought it was fucking dope i mean it was so sick it's yeah. like we did our top 10 of the decade right before it, but I think I'd put it honestly at number three if I had seen it because it was so freaking good. I had to take a couple breaks just to like compose myself. Aren't you lucky? It's the most stressful. <laughs> yeah, I watched, uh, never mind on that. <laughs> but um, I was fortunate enough that I was able to take breaks while watching it. And, uh, so I actually watched it. I just started a new job last Monday. I watched, I was kind of nervous about it. So I decided to watch a movie to calm down and I watched that movie because like um, Parasite, I didn't know what it was about. And yeah, it was rough. Yeah. But it was awesome. But it, but it was Cooper, awful. But it was awesome. I told Cooper, like, imagine watching that in theaters. And he was like, I can't, I can't imagine. So yeah, it was hard. It was rough. I mean, like, it's just a movie, so it's not like I would have had an aneurysm or anything, but it was, like, really stressful, and I did enjoy kind of walking around and, like, getting a drink of, like, water and stuff just in between a couple scenes that just took a lot out of me. 
So I watched that and I watched the first Toy Story, which... Um, it's one of my favorites. Too. Yeah, all those things I said about Uncut Gems are go double for Toy Story. <laughs> Super stressful. I hate Super when they almost stressful. don't get into the, uh, the moving van. Always, yeah. Always when they go to style. Sid's house. Oh, man. And he's hiding yeah. under the, the milk carton or the milk crate. Ugh. Oh, man. Scary. Scary stuff. All right, Easton, what about you? What have you watched this week? Uh, I've actually watched quite a... Well, I guess we should, if we're just doing the last week. Um, one before that I haven't talked about. I did watch Snowpiercer. Um, I guess that was oh, two yeah. weeks ago. But uh, one of Bonju Ho's um, other movies. Uh, it's on Netflix. It was super enjoyable. Um, I didn't really know much about it? about it. What was that? Is it in Korean as well? It is not. Uh, it actually has Chris wow. Evans in it. Um, oh, so it's got a pretty uh, pretty good star in it. Uh, I thought it was kind of a B-movie, so that's why I never watched it. Um, but then after seeing Parasite, I was like, it's got to at least be decent. Um, and I found out the only reason why I didn't get a theatrical release, at least that's what I'm told, is because um, Bong Chu ho and... Weinstein. Um, what? Harvey Weinstein was the yeah. name. Yeah, because Harvey Weinstein and Bon Joon Ho got in a fight or a disagreement or whatever, and, and Weinstein just pulled it and said, we're not showing this in theaters. So it kind of got know. snubbed from a release. I didn't know it was pulled from theaters. I always, always thought it was a theater release, too. Maybe maybe it was in theaters, but it just had no promotion or something, so it got mm-hmm. out of theaters fast. But I never heard of it, you know, in theaters. I just saw it on Netflix one day, um, mm-hmm. like years, like a, a little bit after it came out. I saw it on Netflix, and I was like, it didn't really look like I was, I wasn't too interested. Um, but it, uh, I know all promotion of the movie really got kicked out. Uh, but within the last week. Um, I actually went to the theaters and watched the gentleman that had been one I kind of wanted to watch for a while. Um, that one is a Guy Ritchie film, I think is the, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Guy Ritchie, Matthew McConaughey. Um, I think it's either a movie that you would hate or, um, and like not love, but enjoyable. Like you like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if, you weren't on the enjoyable like, then you'll just say that it's stupid and you hated it. Like airplane. Like airplane. Exactly. Like, like airplane. airplane but like airplane. Well, the movie's nothing like airplane, but maybe people have polar opposite. But uh, I actually really like enjoyed airplane. it. I liked the, uh, the storytelling of it. Um, it kind of, uh, it was through a lens of somebody telling a story and he kind of fabricates some of the story. Um, Mm -hmm. so you're trying to catch up and realize what he's lying about, what he's not lying about. And, um, it really, um, it's an action movie, but not really kind of a drama. And, uh, Matthew McConaughey, I think kind of takes a little bit to warm up, but once he finally hits his stride, does a, um, is, is really good in the movie and, um, just a fun experience that I liked. So I probably gave it too much of a, I gave it a four, probably shouldn't have, but, um, I just liked it. like, you know, I didn't have any, I walked Post out happy. So, uh, well, I, I don't know anything between a, a three and a four is something that I like a four and a half to five is, is what I consider great. So, mm-hmm. um, so I watched that one. Um, I think I already talked about the two popes. Um, I watched a, 
Leave No Trace, which is on Amazon Prime, um, which has, uh, I watched it because I saw Jojo Rabbit and I really liked the um, Jewish girl in Jojo Rabbit and I wanted to see what else she was in. And she uh, was in a couple different movies and that was, name's uh, Thomason McKenzie. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, she's also in the King and so I'll probably watch that one at some point, but, uh, I gave that one a shot. It was, it was all right. I mean, it was kind of a slow family drama kind of movie between, a uh, a, uh, military vet who has some PTSD and, uh, trying to raise a daughter, but they don't really have a lot of money and the dad doesn't want to live like society's telling him to live and he's kind of on you know um you know just an interesting family drama between you know it's really just these two characters throughout the whole entire movie so uh fun enjoyable i liked it but nothing nothing too crazy and then the last one i'll i'll leave you on is blue valentine uh i'm trying to go through and watch all the ryan gosling movies um just because i like him as a uh i like him as an actor chelsea jarrett Charles I don't Garrett. know that it is, but if he's a Ryan Gosling fan, uh, I'm he, a fan of you. That's an understatement. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he once had him have his um his uh, Apple Watch background. Fun fact. Oh really? So. <laughs> I guess I'm not quite yeah. that fond of him, but uh, I like him as an actor, and I like seeing his movies. So um, I don't know. I think I saw it on Amazon Prime or something. So I decided to give it a watch on Valentine's Day. You know, Blue Valentine. It was not a very good Valentine's movie uh, at all because it deals a lot with um, not necessarily divorce like Marriage Story, but a very shaky relationship and them, you know, wanting to be apart because they're just struggling to be in this relationship. So not really Mm -hmm. the best Valentine's movie. So, but, you know, you live and you learn. It was a good movie, though, overall. Um, let's just put it this way. My wife stopped watching after some point point, just fell asleep. So I kind of finished it on my own, but, um, nice. yeah, it was, it was good. Um, nothing too crazy, but if you like, if you like Ryan Gosling or want kind of a, an off kilter romance movie, um, that one might be kind of up your alley a little bit more, not as, uh, Nicholas Sparksy kind of romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I've seen a lot of other ones, but those are kind of the big, the only ones that I rated really that high. So those are yeah. kind of what I've been watching recently. I have a lot more that I want to watch this next week or so, but we'll see what I get to. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else to say about parasite or movies in general? Cooper? Movies are dope. Movies are dope. You heard it here first. Movies are dope. So Easton, where can we find you? Um, actually, before I do that, this movie made $165 million box office, which is just insane. So, yeah. Like sorry. insane, that's, it's a lot or it's a low? No, that's a lot. For, what I mean, a the, small Korean film, that's... Yeah, I was going to say it's a... Yeah. That is, yeah. That's not like a lot for that movie. Yeah. It grossed uh, $44 million in the U.S. and Canada, but $72 million in South Korea and... A, uh, worldwide total was actually 205 million. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a lot of movie for, I'm sure the, 
um, budget on that one wasn't too big. So, uh, sorry, I kind of threw you off on your groove there, but I kind of wanted to kind of throw that in there because that's, uh, a big accomplishment to, to make that much on a, on a small, you know, smaller budget, uh, Korean movie. But, uh, if you want to find me, uh, I am on Twitter and letterbox at Easton Moore four. So that's Easton Moore IV Cooper. Where can we find you? Twitter and letterbox at codename Coop. And then uh, I am Dr. Thess. Where can Thess we find on- you, Thess? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I am Dr. Thess on Twitter, D-R-T-H-E-S. And my letterbox is my name, uh, Thess Kazak. Kind of hard to spell, so if you just go my Twitter, I have a link on there. So um, just let me, just follow me if you want to. So, And uh, for the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter, kind of talk to us in about movies that you like or what uh, we're watching or what we we uh, we thought so about certain movies and um, yeah is at couch critics pod uh, and it's on Twitter so all right well thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you next time bye bye bye